0: You are listening to episode 179 of Game Deflators Podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators Podcast, we like to talk about games we've
1: recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and no chili dogs, one watcher, Sonic 2, in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge.
0: Dude, I'm actually uh, pretty stoked to hear what you thought about Sonic. I unfortunately did not get to see it. Um, my wife got a cold, and she pretty much was like, we are not watching, or you're not watching Sonic 2 without me, because she liked the first one. And so I kind of, you know, didn't have a chance to. Uh, she started getting sick on Sunday. So we record Saturday. So it's not like I had an opportunity. So um, before yeah, we move on to anything, I just need to
1: make a, a call out here, a public call out of shame uh we went and saw this movie so we went to this place
0: the look used to be flicks brew house oh wait flicks brew house and chandler closed yeah yeah and now it's the look interesting
1: my wife got raw chicken fingers really raw how the hell do you make raw chicken fingers? Raw like chicken fingers, dude. I I thought this place was sketch when I pulled up the menu. They had coconut chicken, like coconut shrimp. Yeah, yeah, but chicken, but chicken. That's yeah. that's a place that's just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. What'd like what they, what'd they um, give
0: you, and like for the raw chicken, they just comped it. <laughs> Here's some free raw chicken.
1: Yeah, and they were like, "Do you want something else?" And I'm like, "No." So, anyways. Also, they didn't have chili dogs on like a special menu thing back when Alamo was still open and I saw Sonic one by myself. uh, I had chili dogs and they were awesome. So uh, just public call out. Don't go to that
0: place. Anyways, on with the rest of the episode. And I will only talk about the movie moving forward. I do have to call out, though. It kind of sucks that uh, Flix is closed down. And then also with Alamo turning into Majestic, that's also not very cool. So if you I, guys had Alamo where you live, it's a Texas movie dining
1: concept with like lots of beer. It was, it had so much attitude.
0: It was so fun to be there. And now it's been replaced by Majestic, which is just boring. Well, it's been rebranded by it as Majestic. It's the same company that owns it, uh, but it's got no, like, I don't want to be there. Like I wanted to go to Alamo because it was a fun place. Like all their pre-reel stuff was good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, dude, that's why I started going to Fat Cats. I just Maybe I'll prefer... go check that out, yeah. Dude, check out Fat Cats. I think you'll like it. It's It's been a better experience for me so far. Um, and they have better deals, like $5 Tuesdays. And if you sign up for like $25 a year, it's $5 Mondays on tickets. Let us they know you your like... favorite movie-going yeah. experience. Yep. All right. Uh, getting into the week here, uh, well, let's just cover what we're going to talk about. We're, we're going to discuss subscriptions. Arvada Future. Uh, I would say a lot of people agree. Uh, There is a report that future Xbox games might have ads. Oh, who called that a couple weeks ago? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, And then China banning live streams of unapproved video games. Surprise, surprise. Ryan, what do we say about this? Uh, China gonna do what China gonna do I guess alright cool alright and uh, of course you can find this episode on your favorite podcast application the one that you're listening to now as well as others if you think the one you're listening to now sucks uh, you can give us a five star review but try to get six if possible you can find us on the game com, and then you can also find us at the game deflators on Instagram and Facebook and game deflators on Twitter that's a lot dude I should just pre-record that <laughs> <laughs> we should, all right. <clears throat> Pickups. Uh, I didn't have too many. I got Odd World on PS5, which funny enough is a topic of one of our articles this week. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Have you? Uh, what kind of history do you have with Odd World? I mean, I played a little bit on like PlayStation One years ago. Um, yeah. but I don't. I didn't really dive in too much, like in the Abe's Odyssey and all that stuff. Like, I just I got this one because when I saw the trailer and everything, it looked pretty badass. And it was on sale. I got it for like 20 bucks. So I figured I had a, a gift card. Why not use it for odd world? It was the cheapest game there. Not to say that it was cheapest game there because it's not good. Probably the cheapest game there because everyone got, you know, on PlayStation plus yeah. when I, when I did. So, uh, yeah, no real experience. So hopefully this isn't like a ton of tie in to the older stuff. And, uh, just a net new experience for me to play some odd world and on ps5 yeah i've always been, been very odd curious um, oh my god
1: <laughs> I, I used to really be into uh cat icarus on youtube shout out to him uh he made some really great videos about odd world back in the day that got me really stoked on it and uh the luscious lauren lanning who is the director guy for those games. Uh I think it's a really interesting world. I definitely would like to play the older ones and maybe play this one eventually, but I just I think it's going to be a game that I'm not going to be able to get through, you know? I just really don't see that being my kind of jam unfortunately.
0: Hey, well it's there for uh you know new games resolution 2023. I do have them.
1: <sighs> Man, I don't even want to think about New Game's resolution. I'm having such a fun time just doing my own thing.
0: Speaking of which, uh, I haven't played Arkarian in time. Have I gotten much farther? Not really. I'm in the uh, with Azora right now, and I'm jumping are you in, in Jabu Jabu? Sp- I actually just got in Jabu Jabu last night. That's as far as I've ever gotten. Really? Okay, so I'm about to surpass Ryan, which yeah. honestly, is not a very big feat right now <laughs> in nope. this game. Small feat. Small feet for sure. Yeah. So I got a guide that I've been following. So I'm like, all right, I just wanna like get this game done. Um like I'm seriously not having a blast so far. So based on this guide and where I am located, it says I am in chapter five. And there's fourteen chapters. So I'm about a third of the way through.
1: Man, and that's actually There's there's no way like there's all kinds of
0: other temples and stuff. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the forest temple, the fire temple, the ice cavern, the water temple, the bottom of the well, shadow temple, spirit temple, and Ganon's castle. Oh, man. Okay. I guess I guess that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's and like some of these things are like one of them says a timely appearance. Like, I don't know exactly what that is, but it's like three things. Like, it's very short. So inside Jabu Jabu is like the first or next like big area I'm supposed to be in. And then I move into like, I guess, adult link. Is that what happens after this? So uh,
1: I guess I don't, I don't know. I couldn't get I was running around with uh the princess and I just never got out.
0: Yeah. So no, I don't think he ever turns into an adult, does he? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah. You go back and forth in time. OK. Oh, yeah. Ocarina of time. That's yep. right. I'm an idiot, that's, dude. That's... That's it the shows key you word. It shows you how much like I've really cared about Zelda in the past. Like I've liked the Zelda franchise and, you know, everything about it. But I've just never kept up with the lore, you know? I mean, you know, that's kind of the
1: thing. Like sometimes as like a video game fan, like you could be a fan of like a franchise that you hardly interact with. Like, yeah. You know, I've got a favorite Street Fighter character and I don't even play Street Fighter, really. I played like the one that launched on the 3DS for like a month, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, and things like uh, Zelda, like I haven't played hardly any of the Zeldas and I've played most of like the weird ones that, you know, people had like a lot of backlash to. Yeah. And I think it's a great
0: series. I think some of this dude is just like, this like I said, man, last week, this game was <clears throat> was so hyped for me over like decades, you could say. And now that I'm getting to it, I'm like, I prefer Wind Waker. Like Yeah, so far, well, Wind Waker's like I think the best Zelda game. Well, one of them fan- it's fantastic. And so, like, you know, now I'm playing this game, I'm like, eh, you know, is it really that good? So far, not really. I mean it's it's a Zelda game. What's funny is like the uh, d d campaign we're still doing for um, My players the other day because the book is split up in in like this fetch quest type of bullshit, the whole it's like fetch quest, fetch quest, fetch quest. And so they called it the other day. They're like, are we playing Zelda? But in hell, I'm <laughs> like, well, now that I've gone through a little more of Ocarina of Time, I'm like, yeah, you know, they might be right on their assumption. You know, it's just constant fetch quest, constant lighting torches in circles You know, like simple, simple puzzles. I haven't had a challenging puzzle yet. I know the temples are generally going to be a little more challenging, but like, you know, it's I'm I'm in a Jabu Jabu and there's like switches. I saved there because I started falling asleep. And uh, yeah, there's like switches in one section. I got to press like, okay, cool. I got to figure out that combination and then move forward. Like, is it that difficult? Not really. Like every puzzle that I've come across so far has been just not you know hard at all and it's not saying oh well he has a guide like no i'm using a guide to know like where i gotta go next not where to find crap like i'm finding secret things all over the place without a guide yeah that's not an issue it's just more so because the map the map does an okay job of saying like where you gotta go next but it's not you know like would i have known to go right after um death mountain or whatever to go directly to the zora probably not but like getting in that area like i found everything i needed to find i found where does zora entrance would be because there's a giant stone is this something about like royalty i'm like okay zelda's lullaby cool like easy enough like there's no challenge so far yeah
1: i mean it at the time it was the first challenge just doing stuff in 3d and we're just kind of so far beyond that you really need to watch that uh Ego Raptor sequelitus on this because you're saying a lot of the same kind of same kind of vibe that he was saying. Nice. Maybe we should have. I feel one. like it's we a more acceptable opinion these days. I guess.
0: I mean, there's a lot of people like I fight <laughs> when Barry comes on. I, I guess on, I only
1: talk to you about it though.
0: <laughs> yeah, when Barry comes on in a, a few weeks because he'll be on with us uh, the seventh, which should translate I think to a ninth for an episode. Um, so he'll have a premium edition games update. If I say this to Barry, he's gonna be like, what's wrong with you? No, <laughs> like, Barry's Barry's so I know, I non-judgmental. Know, I, I know, I know. He'll give me shit, but yeah, he, <laughs> he values people's opinions, but he'll give me shit. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully I end up liking it, dude. I'm gonna keep mustering through it. Um, you know, my big thing or the hurdle I've got right now is like I'm playing a lot of Apex Legends as well on the side. And it's not because I want to play Apex Legends over Ocarina Time. I really do want to just beat Ocarina of Time. But it's because I have that puppy. And I can't. I don't want to leave her locked up in a kennel the whole time. Because I don't trust her right now to not chew shit up. Because she's already destroyed like a controller or mine and some other stuff. So keeping her kenneled up is not going to help in the long run. So I have to keep her out and about and chewing on like things that she's supposed to chew on. And if I just go upstairs, which is where the N64 is to play Zelda, now I've got this puppy running around my house doing God knows what. So there's only certain times like I put her in bed at like 11, which gives me like an hour each night to play Zelda. And that's assuming I actually play an hour of Zelda each night because I don't have something else going on.
1: Yeah, you know, I think in the end of this, you'll appreciate it. I think maybe at this point, Ocarina of Time is not... not the one of the greatest games of all time the way that like it's it's anybody can pick it up and just have like an absolute blast with it but it might be like how like there's really good movies that are maybe challenging to watch but on the other end of it it gives you a better appreciation for you know film and and stuff in general so maybe like as a classic now, it's one of those things that you kind of have to endure through more. And on the other end of it, you can see, ah, I see the the foundations that everything was built upon.
0: I guess. I mean, it's it just feels like bad graphics Zelda compared to some of the other Zelda games at this point. And, you know, I've said this about Mario too. Like, you know, Nintendo has this thing about Recycling the same concept for decades now. And, like, granted, with the original Mario's side scrolling style platforming, it, it wasn't, you know, they recycled three titles basically, or really like four or five different titles. And then on the Wii, re envisioned it with like a different type of graphic style, you know. And then on the Wii U is where it really kind of transitioned into like the 3D land type of vibe where you're kind of running around. I mean, I guess you did have like Sunshine and 64 and all of that, but. Those were kind of anomalies in the overall formula of Mario. And now as you look at it, Mario is just kind of it's the same experience every time. Now I did love Odyssey. That was fantastic. I thought that was great. It had a lot of different elements going for it. But how do they recapture that? Like in the next big Mario game. Yeah, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, do I want to see what's next? Probably not, because is it just gonna be like Odyssey 2? And you're just going to have different worlds of the exact same experience you had before. I guess that's what frustrates me now, man. Like, that's probably why I've gotten into more, like, new IPs and stuff over the years. And why I kind of went over towards Sony. Well, if they were going to do something like that, they wouldn't have come (laughs) out with the
1: Bowser's Fury thing. Like, I think that Bowser's Fury thing was more of an indication of, like, kind of the direction they're going to go into. Like, more of an open world all going and like really kind of get away from like having those very segmented
0: areas perhaps. I don't know. Maybe it seemed like a good test ground. I mean, it's funny because I talk shit about this, but like I play, you know, the soul series games and those are kind of in a sense, the exact same concept over and over and over again. Although Part of that's because I just love that challenging aspect of the game and I love the open environments and that's what's cool about it. But when it's oh, like dude, you're when constantly are you gonna get Elden Ring, I have Elden Ring. I just haven't started it. Well, what are you going to get it? I bought Elden Ring on launch. No, what are you
1: going to get it? You don't get it yet, John. You you don't get it. You're not playing it, so
0: you don't get it. When oh, are you going to get it? I don't know. When I get good. <laughs> <laughs> when I get good at Zelda. I don't know. After Zelda, you got to beat Zelda. Zelda first. I got to beat Zelda first. That was okay. my goal. I have to beat Zelda first, which is why I'm wanting to beat it so badly now because I want to get to or, to, uh, to Elden Ring. <laughs> so, all right, enough about this. Um, Apex Legends was the everything I've been playing. Justin and I have been playing almost every few days here um, in ranked arenas, which is always fun. And uh, I had quite possibly the most hilarious Sentinel shot I've ever had. So we're playing in arenas against, it was like three V two or something like that, or no, it was three V one actually, it was the funniest thing. And this horizons on our team puts the horizon lift and I had a, a sentinel of iron sight amped up with the uh, shield, the shield cell. And so we're in, I'm flying up, I'm trying to aim and then slowly like it fades away and you just have my Wraith like closing in and i just no scope with the sentinel amped and headshot one shot kill it was the best kill i've ever had in apex dude did best you record kill. it oh hell yeah i recorded that so it was so good i actually put it on listener youtube channel oh, so i gotta i gotta find I should,
1: it yeah i should check that
0: yeah if you go on there it's on there it's pretty funny i recorded the full like it's like a five minute match and so this one person's just like trying to get away and justin and i are just slinging sentinels amped up so funny dude and uh, because it's the first three rounds, there's only up to blue shield. So if you hit him with an amp sent- Sentinel headshot, it's an instant kill right off the bat. So it's funny stuff. Nice. All right. What did you pick up this week? So I decided to do a thing that
1: I considered kind of doing for new games resolution. And I was like, you know what, now that the pressure's off, I can just do this for fun. I played Doom 1993, OG Doom on Game Pass. Thank you, Game Pass. Um, I was going to play it just long enough to install new Doom and play that. And it got to the point where it was like, okay, uh, you can play the game now and we'll just keep downloading the rest of the game in the background, you know, but it was so weird when I booted it up, like it didn't load any of like the stuff properly. Like everything was just like super red and everything was super black. Like there was no, like he was like looking at his hand and I was just, just looking at this like super dark, like couldn't see any texture or color or anything. So I was like, well, obviously when they say you could play it, they they don't mean the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I wound up beating like the whole first chapter, act, release. I don't know, like Doom original is in like three parts and they're each their own set of levels. So I played the um, first set and I really dig it. It's actually really awesome. Like for never having played it and like going back and playing older games that I just missed out on. I'm always shocked when it's like, holy hell, this is so fun and holds up so well. So I started playing through uh, the second act, which is a uh, I I think much harder. I'm playing on hurt me plenty. So I think that's like either normal or hard. I'm not sure. Nice. Some of these levels are really challenging. I think that, um, I just had to restart a level and go back to the level beforehand, because once you die, you lose like all your gear. So -hmm. if you have like a bunch of good guns and stuff, and then you die, you start up with just your pistol. And I think it's like the third mission in the second act where it's like the first door on your right is this big room with tons of enemies. And, all you have is like a all i have is a pistol with like 30 rounds and there's a power up in there that's like berserk mode where you just like one hit punch dudes to death but it doesn't stop you from taking damage yeah so it's like i can either go in that room and try to perfectly do that or i can try to go forward through the rest of the level with like 30 pistol shots so i was like screw this after dying a dozen times and i just restarted the last level and i'm going to try to finish that with a bunch of gear and then go in and wreck shop hopefully that should be good yeah. um i've also been playing a lot of pokemon pinball ruby and sapphire on my uh game boy flash card, and that is yeah. super fun
0: i was gonna ask you about that so what is how does it remind you of like the old pokemon pinball that you and i had played i mean it's um it's got a lot more Uh,
1: color and um, stuff going on with it like i don't remember i remember it was weird like evolving pokemon and stuff but like Mm -hmm. you gotta just hit it into like this one slot at a certain timing and then you can evolve you know whichever pokemon that you've caught um there's like a a system where If you hit it up through this, like, one zone a few times, like, you'll get an egg that'll hatch. So there's different ways to get different Pokemon, like, through, like, hatching eggs or the capture system. Um, I had a really good round last night where I actually went through, like, two bonus games. Uh, There's, like, little bonus games uh, every so often. One was, like, a graveyard, and there were, like, little tombstones that if you hit they would like stop your ball from going and then you've got like the funnel down at the bottom with your flappers and dust skulls would like Mm. appear and start going across the street and you had to hit all the dust skulls and then once you hit enough of those like a big dust clops boss appears and starts slowly walking towards you and you got to hit it and it'll like do an attack that'll like capture your pinball and make it go away and then you got to wait and I, I felt like I kept going right up to like the timer ticking down and I kept getting these things and I was like, Oh man, I'm on like a really good run. And I yeah. set
0: like a new high score. So that was good. It was fun. That's nice. I, yeah. I like it. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I never played that one. So, um, I'll have to give that a shot. You'll have to bring it over at some point. Yeah. I'm so getting out. super
1: antsy waiting for my play date. Now that people are like posting them,
0: Oh, yeah, you're going to have. Yeah,
1: we got to bring that over once you have it, too. I I don't know when I'm going to be getting mine, because it's like I know that I'm in the first 20,000 and they got like their shipment of the first 20,000 in their like announcement they had made a while ago. But, you know, phase one is like the first 10,000 and then phase two is like the second. So it's like I'm in that second 10,000 phase.
0: Gotcha. I don't know. It feels to me like you're part of some giant video game scam, Ryan. Right. You're going to come out of this and you're going to get like this plastic knockoff model of what would have been a video game console. <laughs> like it's going to be fantastic. No, I I can't wait to see that thing and see what the, like just how it works. It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I was thinking again about like, oh, maybe I'll try learning how to make a game or
0: something stupid. We should. We should make a Game Deflators video game for the play date. There we go. Uh, that would be great. Like the whole thing is just picking up inflated and deflated balloons everywhere. It would be a, a an economy game. There you go. Yeah.
1: Buying, Econom- selling, trading, building out a collection.
0: That's <laughs> actually
1: not a bad idea. We'll have to come out with like come up with like a million fake game names and like little cover arts and shit and oh man this one! Oh no it doesn't have the manual and then you got to go on your computer and like hunt for a manual at a reasonable price
0: <laughs> you stop there's a little computer kiosk <laughs> that you stop at and you have to purchase it on ebay with credits that you gain through the game oh my god oh that's how we this do this actually I, we... sounds kind of fun <laughs> yeah, actually yeah all right uh we've officially um copyrighted this right now all right let's get into our articles this week uh so the first one here is subscriptions are the future but nobody agrees on the details it's an opinion piece and this is through gameindustry.biz and it's rob Fehe. um so john really, this is the longest article you've ever no, made me read for the podcast no. i think i've made you read longer articles actually
1: this is a long <laughs> one
0: this, this is up there it's definitely up there dude um yeah, I mean, so this one kind of goes into details on subscription gaming and how, you know, it's a lot of people think it's the future. A lot of people don't. And it dives into uh, really odd world is kind of a big thing on this one. Uh, and it talks about how uh, Oddworld specifically, a new one on PS5, uh, Sony gave them like a lump sum of money, basically, <clears throat> and said, here's a bunch of money. We want to put it on PlayStation Plus for free. And that's it. Right. And. Oddworld, the developers are like, oh, well, that's cool because we're only anticipating we're going to sell 100 to however many thousand units, 100,000 it is, And the money that we're being given is going to be more than what we would make if we were to have sold it uh, physically. They were Um, also
1: offered the money at a time where they needed funding to finish the game. So it was like, not just like, going to be bonus sales it was going to be reaching that finish line in general so like they had a lot riding on taking this money
0: they did and i mean and obviously releasing it physically um is something that they want to do however putting on playstation plus they ended up seeing uh sony end up getting four million downloads of the game which is far from, it's like 40 times what they were anticipating in actual physical sales of a title, uh, which is kind of disheartening to them. And there was, in this article, they don't really go into any detail as far as, uh, you know, it being an issue. Like, nobody's angry at the situation. They don't feel slighted by Sony. I mean, they got the money that they felt was right. Uh, But it kind of brought up the question as far as, you know, how is this going to look moving forward for a lot of new titles? Are you going to have companies that are like, no, we're not going to put this on there because you're going to get 4 million downloads or whatever. And we're not going to see anything of that because we're going this lump sum of money. So it goes into the idea of like revenue uh, sharing, uh, whether that's, um, you know, based on engagement. So if you play a game for a certain amount of time, the developer gets however much money. Uh, You know, is it going to be based off of actual downloads? Uh, There's components of that that really haven't been brought into question. And this is, I think, one of the first times I've heard about it. Um, But, you know, my opinion on this, by the way, is, yeah, they had 4 million downloads. But how many downloads do we do on PlayStation Plus every month for games that we just don't touch? It's not like I play every single one of those games. It's not like I will play all of those games. So. While yes, there's a ton of downloads, people are just adding it to them, to their, you know, queue essentially because it's free for them or, you know, they're paying for the service and they're going to get the free game on there. So, you know, and and the other part I see about this, like I I can understand the frustration of you're anticipating a hundred thousand, uh, uh, sales and you get X amount of money and now you see 4 million downloads and you just think, wow, that's a lot of money I could have made because all those people were interested But the way I see it is they get a large sum of money. If it's a critical success, then, and this could be for anybody, if it's a critical success, that many people are going to be interested in buying the next game. So, what you've done is you've finished your title, you've put it out there, you've got whatever amount of money you made, you have the physical copy that's sitting in stores that's been purchased. Now, there's an opportunity for you to develop the next one, get people interested to play that next title. Yeah. Like, I think that's a, a great you know way for a a developer to kind of you know justify doing this
1: yeah it's it's a very complex issue there's there's a lot of different ways to look at it and you know how it's going to wind up shaking down in the future i think that you know it's good that this game came out that they were able to finish it And, you know, it's also good that it did get that many downloads because that means, you know, even if all those people didn't play it, it got a lot broader exposure than it might have otherwise. Um, I think it makes it really challenging for studios sometimes, though. Like, if they got 4 million downloads and they were only anticipating 100,000, then, you know, do they make a sequel? Do they make a sequel anticipating... 2 million people will buy it if they don't do a PlayStation plus deal or would that be a huge investment? And then they only return, you know, like they anticipated before, like a hundred thousand or maybe, you know, uh, uh, 200,000, you know, whatever, some small number. So like, how do you judge like the amount of people that come in and play those games for an hour because I'm sure there's a lot of people who go out and buy physical copies of games and maybe only play it for an hour. I mean, mean, you're still going to record that sale as a good sale, but I mean, that doesn't really give you a projection for how much engagement you're really getting from your straight regular sales either. So like in this future, I think maybe we need to look away from Like big, long running live service games. Those make sense in that world. Small games that you could get like conceivably, we're a studio. We're going to make a game that is going to be a release as a live service, you know, whatever your thing is, platform, Xbox, PlayStation Now. But we're going to do our whole budget just off of that money that you're giving us to put it on there. You know, we're just going to churn out small, concise little games just for that. You know, that could be a whole nother method. And then everybody who falls in the middle where they have to try to gauge how much they're really going to get out of it, that's where you're going to get into how much are we getting paid back to us? And how much of that is going to the developers versus the publishers? You know, like are the people who made odd world and those type of people going to be getting the money or are the EAs of the world just going to be getting residual payments off of this stuff. So there's a whole lot that's going to go into this and I'm already trying to trim subscription services. I'm going to go cancel my PlayStation plus today. And if I ever want it back, I'm just going to go buy the physical, like here's a 12 month card because I don't want my credit cards
0: auto renewing on this stuff anymore. Oh, you actually been doing it on your
1: credit card? I I mean, it's probably on my debit card, whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, I just I always just buy a Sony gift card for cheap.
1: Yeah, so that's I, I'm going to go and start doing that cuz like I just really want to trim all that fat out like I'm really considering like which services do I actually want to use and participate in because it's becoming more of a budget, you know, like how much do you want to throw at these places monthly?
0: versus you know the amount of time you're actually using the service well that's why i like to and you know a annual subscription where you just pay it all up front because i'm yeah. like all right cool out of sight out of mind it's good and then it's like in playstation's case it's the I most affordable PlayStation... model well and i don't have playstation plus right now it's currently not renewed so i mean i've got a month where i haven't actually used it and in... mm-hmm. unless there's a good game that comes out that i want to download there's no sense in me you know, picking it up again right now. Yeah. So, and I'm not playing any of the games on there that I've and that library so. will still be there when you come back. Exactly. So there's been times where I go two, three months without PlayStation plus. And then I just, whenever I see a game, I like, I, you know, mm-hmm. purchase a Sony gift card for like 40 bucks and go from there. Yeah. And get the full year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd be interested to see how this pans out. Um, you know, it's going to be, a long time before this pans out, because you're going to be dealing with a lot of internal politics amongst developers and publishers and, you know, obviously Sony and Microsoft, Nintendo and anybody else that gets into the gaming industry down the road and, and makes hardware or streaming services. So um, I'm definitely interested. And, you know, I do like uh, it had mentioned in the article that they were talking about a high risk, high reward type of structure which of course it'd have to be based off of some sort of analytics to showcase like how much engagement the game is getting. I think that'd be a great way of of doing it too. Maybe like in this case, Hey, we need X amount of dollars to make like finish this game. Okay, cool. Well, you're going to have an exclusive on our console day one for however long on PlayStation plus, Um, you know, so PlayStation plus it's a download for a month. And then we have exclusive rights for however long because we're helping you build this out. But then doing a high risk, high reward in regard to that, where, all right, well, you want more potential money based off of possible sales that could come from these downloads and engagement? Well, here it is. You know, I would love to see that uh, model kind of come into play because it it really just kind of tells somebody, like, put your money where your mouth is, basically. Yeah. Uh, If you've got a solid title and you think that it's going to be churning out units or, you know, churning out um, physical copies in store, then yeah, okay, take a high risk, high reward. You know, structure on it see what happens you know i I'd, I'd love to see that all right uh next thing we have here is going to be the future of xbox games and they might have ads texts being developed it's such oh. a weird title so this is kotaku and it's zach zweizen of kotaku we haven't covered him uh i see your note here um i called this shit already on free based games so it talks about how microsoft is openly exploring the idea of doing advertisements in it's free free games uh in which something like an apex legends you might have a billboard that has an advertisement from samsung or some other company i called this i knew this was going to happen there's only one way to keep your prices low and put as many games as you can on your you know on your service like this, it's going to happen. And it was bound to happen. It sucks. I'm honestly, though, okay with this because it's not like, yeah. Look, here's the thing, man. If I'm playing like Forza and there's a billboard for, you know, Microsoft or or some other type of service that's on there, um, that's fine because it's in game. It's natural. It's just like if I was playing a basketball game and you have like the billboards or not billboards, but the signage around, or like in hockey where you have the signage around or in a football stadium where you have signage in a football stadium, there's advertisements in all of these stadiums. How baseball games have had Coca-Cola and stuff in them for years, dude. So but like, games already
1: advertise themselves to you so much. Like when you log into Apex, like it's advertising itself to you already. And now it's going to stack even more BS. It's like, there's a limit. Like when we wake up in our daily living regular lives, we don't consent to be advertised to. We just exist in the world and we just are advertised to all the time. Like there has to be an escape. Like books are really the only thing without ads in them and i think they even do have ads in their sleeves and stuff i mean books with ads
0: or magazines i was gonna say i gotta break it down to you some books actually have ads in them
1: (laughs) yeah like i mean i mean not like in the middle of the page it's like at the beginning or the end at least but it's like god well it's like when they started reading they tried
0: they tried putting commercials in like a ufc game a while no, ago, but see, here's the thing that what they're exploring right now is a non-disruption based advertising system. I don't so, care. I want to see in-game stuff
1: that makes the world believable. The world is less believable if Samsung exists
0: in Apex Legends. Well, and that's the thing. I think it's they said select companies would, be, and I'm not saying Apex is one of these, but like select companies would be able to do it. So, say for example, you were playing uh Forza and the ad that's on a billboard while you're racing is for another video game. Like is that not believable for that world because there's a video game being advertised on a billboard for a racing game? Or if you're playing uh what is it, Fortnite and you happen to come across a billboard in the open world that's promoting Apex Legends or something else? Like I don't find that to be like abnormal. I...
1: I hardly think that they would advertise other games within games because they want to keep you in that space and game companies aren't going to be advertising that way. Like it's going
0: to be like razor keyboards and bullshit, which is, I mean, but I don't, I think there's going to be a limitation to it because you have to keep a certain type of viewpoint for the end user. Right? So I think that when these ads come in, they're going to have to be developed in a sense where it flows with the game and there's not a disruption that's what microsoft is doing this research on so if you're playing a cell shaded game right and there's an advertisement in your and it's only free games it's not like it's all games so in your cell shaded free game your ad is likely going to be a cell shaded style ad
1: yeah but you're you're being foolish if you think this would stay to free games we thought that oh, microtransactions I know would stay to free games, and that was not true. Like, oh, no, no, as no, soon no. as know. this happens, like Uncharted 4, Drake's just going to
0: like, or I guess Uncharted 6, Drake's going to be like, Coca-Cola, bitch. Well, I mean, dude, like if I'm sure if we played a bunch of games right now, you would see various pieces of games that have subliminal messaging and oh regard. no there's like,
1: definitely advertising in games already but this is going to open the floodgates and make it way worse like the more the more you let stuff like this become acceptable the more they you know take an inch take a mile like there will yeah. be no end to it like the the glory that has happened to absolutely crush nfts in the last month is is so amazing that people have just oh, I know. rejected it so hard
0: that it's crashing. Like, thank I love God. It.
1: But I we got to keep dude. it up.
0: No, I know. But here's, dude, I can, can I see this going into like full-blown games like years from now? Yeah, of course. Can I see it being a disruption where they're like advertisement pops on screen? No, I don't see that happening. Do I see Nathan Drake popping open a can of Coke? Maybe not necessarily coca-cola but i can see it being a red can and white that says cola so there's subliminal messaging tied to that so yeah, you but you recognize not advertising yeah it is because you recognize the red and white coloration of a cola can to be coca-cola
1: well that's, yeah but i mean that's like that's how people are gonna do it copyright neutral in their game anyways to just make it seem like a realistic world like i'm sure they already have that in gta but like if well, gta
0: was full of like actual ads for real stuff screw that 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 wouldn't surprise me oh gta that that would flow though because that's real world type stuff yeah but the thing with gta
1: is that it's such a blown out like version of the world it's like hyper capitalist and like super like crazy over the top ads with like funny stuff like if that was dumbed down to reality it would lose sight of that like mockery that it's making of it
0: Yeah, I get you. And, you know, I do see like like going back to Nathan Drake of like a Coca-Cola can and hand type of deal. There's ways that like you can work with the company to say we're going to advertise your product, but it's going to be in such way. Can you provide us with the funds? Because it might not say Coca-Cola directly, but it might be in the same font style in the same white and red and have it exact same structures as Cola. So you as the end user, you're not seeing saying, oh, it's a Coca-Cola ad, but subliminally you think. It's Coca-Cola and there are ad dollars that go into that. So I can see stuff like that happening and it's kind of in the same regard. If you think about it, whenever you go to a movie theater and they have like, you just hear the sound or whatever and the ice pouring over soda, they don't even have to say it's Coca-Cola. You just see the color of that drink and you Matt immediately are like, I want to go get a drink and I want to have it with my popcorn. Like, that's why they do that, man. It's to push those types of sales within the theater. I can see that being the exact same thing happening in gaming down the road. It might not necessarily be so in your face that it's like Samsung Galaxy S25 or whatever, like on a billboard, but you might have certain features that are typically going to be copyright infringement uh, within the game itself that would automatically associate you to that product.
1: They're going to have ads on billboards and then you're not going to be able to platinum unless you go and you get the little <laughs> bronze trophy that says view all billboards.
0: Oh my God, dude, I would, that would be the end of gaming <laughs> end of gaming. If to finish a game, you have to watch all advertisements, <laughs> just the one gold trophy, watch all television ads within the GTA city of San Andres. <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, I don't have much else on this one. I just I like the fact that I just we talked about this the other day and I brought this up and I brought yeah. this up several times now of advertisements being in gaming and that it wouldn't surprise me if it came in because this is not a sustainable way to maintain your services. And this is a freaking bummer of an episode. I don't know, man. I'm having fun with it.
1: Well, I know. Man, right. These
0: are all like bummer topics. This next one is a bummer, too. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. But whatever, because <laughs> China going to be China, right? China going to be China. Yeah. So China bans live streams of unapproved video games. Uh, PC gamer Andy Chalk is one that reported on this one. And uh, yeah, so they talk about uh, just how, what is it, Tencent? Is that the company out there? Um, yeah, which Tencent. Is like, yeah. So gi- giant Chinese conglomerate company that's like, here's a list of games that we're going to allow and whatnot. And so... Yeah, basically, the funniest part about this article is that they've banned like all of these live streams, but like the number one live stream game, which is not on the, you know, list of allowed games was Elden Ring. So it's like people are still going around like the Chinese government to watch and play the things that they want to play, regardless of what happens. But what's scary about that is that it's not like here in the US where, you know, sometimes just a fine or a slap on the hand, like there's probably heftier penalties tied to these types of things. Well, not Um, to mention what it does to your social credit, I'm sure. uh, Yeah, exactly. Which is even crazier in the long scene of things. And all of this is tied to that social credit system that you referenced. So, you know, a lot of it is here's the band games. We want everybody when playing games to be cordial to one another and, and, not have any issues and uh, show respect. And uh, we don't want like nasty content that you're viewing, like all these things tied to games. Like they're basically tying video games to addiction and all these other crazy things that have been like, you know, obviously, um, you know, reviewed over the years by various political groups and just kind of cast aside as nonsense, uh, for so long. So it seems like they're taking a really heavy play on this and going into the, the social credit aspect, uh, the kid that I played Apex Legends with last night that happened to be on my team, dude, that was the raunchiest person I've ever played a video game with. I'm not even going to repeat what was said. Um, not by me, Please but don't. by this. Just, the kid just would not shut up, dude. Just would not. Was he just lock. one of those 12-year-olds? Yeah, except it was like nasty stuff about like, you sound like my grandpa. And then he started going into like, things that a grandpa would do that were like super vulgar and disgusting. I'm like, you had a weird childhood, dude. Like, I don't know what happened to you, but I don't think those are things. Grandpas normally do to people. Check your grandpa people. Yeah. Check your grandpa, I guess. But yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. And uh, so we ended up muting him and the kid was like running around in circles. So we reported him for like, not, you know, playing the game with us the right way. It it was, it was pretty shitty. Uh, But Ryan, go, go into your thoughts here on China.
1: China's going to China. I I think that, you know, they've got such a, an idea for what they want to do, and they're just going to keep shutting stuff down and keep, you know, conforming and conforming and conforming and shave off all those edges, and you'll have a nice round China one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. they, just want, they just want a whole bunch of people that all are exactly what they want they're like they're like people whose parents are like disappointed that their children became their own humans and not like the little robots they thought they were programming their whole childhood it's 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 sad and it's sad for the people who live there that they have to do all of this stuff to just play play a video game because they're government doesn't trust them to be autonomous individuals with their own minds.
0: Well, if we weren't banned in China before, we sure are now. <laughs> I think we are technically banned. They don't allow a lot of podcast episodes. Yeah, I that. can't I
1: can't imagine anybody in well, you know what? Hey, I don't want to throw that out there and, and block any potential audience. If you, you know, have any relation to anything in this
0: realm, let us know. We, we appreciate fans all over the place. I can assure you we have zero downloads in China. Yeah. Lifetime zero downloads, but is that the government's I fault? I don't know. I'm just saying Pro- it's, it's not a coincidence. You know what you should do? You should tweet the Chinese government and say, you should allow the game deflators to be downloaded in our country. We're talking about whether these games are, are worth your money or not. Like we'll tell yeah, we'll tell like, the people what
1: games they they should be investing in. I twenty think that years ago
0: is solid information that they could have their hands on. They're blocking us from allowing us to pass that news. Yeah, and we okay. don't. We're not even talking about Elden Ring, anyways. That's yeah, in the past. Exactly. Yeah. Until you get it. Oh my
1: god, dude! It, I'm going to yeah. have to relive Elden Ring again through you. Like I haven't played it three weeks now. Damn, dude! You didn't beat it though. No, dude. Oh. Come on, John. Who do you who do you think you're talking to? You should not beat it.
0: Like, you I beat already beat out.
1: one game this year. i met my quota. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Before we get ourselves in trouble here, uh, let's talk about our inflation deflation. So we didn't play an actual game this week. Let me so talk about the inflation deflation, This is John. a new segment, Ryan's Corner. Uh, yeah, no. Inflation deflation this week is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Ryan watched it. I couldn't watch it as we talked about in the very first few minutes of this episode. Uh, so, Ryan, lay it on us. What did you think?
1: Okay. I no spoilers, really... by the way. Okay, I'll do my best. I really, really liked the first Sonic movie. I was blown away. I thought that it was much better than anything I could have anticipated it being. I wasn't sure how well they would follow up on it, but I think this is like one of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, all the performances are so good. Um, The new characters, Tails and Knuckles, are, I think, probably, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of Sonic stuff under my belt, not being a Sega person. So I think these are definitely my favorite iterations of all of these characters, for sure. Uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles absolutely kills it each and every time he opens his mouth. (laughs) yeah he is so funny he does this like very um kind of drax like yeah literal kind of thing um but he just sells it so well and um tails is adorable and not not annoying like i feel like sometimes they try to make tails like oh i'm Super smart, but it kind of makes him just annoying. I, I feel like this one comes across a lot more endearing, and I really, um, I really like the dynamic of them together. Um, Sonic himself, uh, still amazing. Uh, I think that the the movie goes on in a great way. Like, there's a point at the movie where I thought that we were at like right near at the apex. And then there was quite a bit of movie after that. And it was like an even better bit. And I had recently just seen like, like for comparison. So I recently just seen um, return of the Jedi. I'm going to throw out like, um, a little bit of a disclaimer so nobody flames me for this because i know that that's a lot of people's favorite star wars but like after Jabba and before like the end part like it kind of dips in the middle and and slows down a little bit so i was expecting it to be kind of one of those valleys but like in sonic it really went through that and like the the middle really holds up compared to how good i thought like the beginning and the end were um i'm really speaking very general bs here since you said no spoilers um
0: what? i, I don't mean, it, it, you got it, any questions <laughs> i mean i guess you said tales is not, i guess character involvement so like how so here maybe i can give a little synopsis without how long is how long is knuckles in it you know like at what point does he come in and you don't have to say like
1: okay so exactly
0: when but like how out of like two hours how much is he actually on screen and like the same with tails is it like uh we're gonna tease tails for this whole thing and knuckles and they're only gonna show up in like the last 30 minutes of the movie type of deal or are they pretty fleshed out throughout the movie so uh
1: they're, they're they've they got some depth to them they both have some flashbacks um okay cool they to let you know how they arrived so their their presence in the world is very different um than what you might expect just because they kind of i don't know the whole long claw thing was weird like long claw had never been a sonic thing before but like the whole thing, like in the first movie with like using the rings to like teleport around and stuff and how at the end of the first movie, you know, they had gotten rid of Eggman and stuff. So, um, you know, it, of course, you know, from like the trailers and stuff, Eggman is back. Jim Carrey absolutely slays. He, you know, is teamed up with Knuckles very early on in the movie and then act as a very good duo um on their half of the movie and there's um there's a lot of adventure in this so uh sonic and tails um you know competing with knuckles and and eggman to try to get a macguffin to do a thing and then eventually clash at the end and friendship you know, you can, you can all kind of know where the movie's kind of gonna go, but the way that it gets there is really fun. Um, I will say that all the stuff with uh, James Marsden and all the people in the movie, um, Donut Lord, mm-hmm. uh, they're all wonderful too. So the that whole B plot that's going on. Uh, provided a lot of really funny parts in the movie and I I think holds up really well I think that could have been very not good in both of these movies like you you always think when they throw Sonic in with another thing that it's going to be bad because it traditionally has been like the most successful Sonic properties are the one where it's just Sonic not like Sonic in the Arabian Nights or Sonic in like real world doing stuff with humans you know yeah so all that still goes together very well in this movie okay so
0: end of the day what is your overall like thought on this movie like on a Uh, scale of one to ten and then inflated or deflated
1: so uh, this is definitely a movie that i would go Have fun and see in theaters uh, because I think that, you know, going out to the movies can be a good experience, especially if it's a really fun movie. And I think that you'll leave the theater having laughed and having had a good time and enjoyed eating some crappy food. Hopefully no raw chicken. I'm sorry. I did say I was not going to bring that up again. But yeah, go out, have a good time, pay the money to see this movie if you really like it. I don't know. I don't buy DVDs or Blu-rays because everything streams somewhere and I may or may not be paying for that service, I guess. I I definitely think this is is worth um I don't know. Worth the price of admission? Yeah. Worth the okay. price of admission and and dinner. All right, cool. Uh scale of 1 to 10. What do you think? Oh man, I don't I don't like 1 to 10 stuff, but I would definitely say it's like It's at least like an eight or nine, I think. Sweet.
0: Yeah, I I really liked
1: it. I think this is definitely the best video game movie that's probably ever been made, I think. I I can't think of another one that I really, really enjoy. Even above Sonic 1? Yeah, I definitely think like after I saw this one, I wanted to watch it again. And I've seen the first Sonic like two or three times because it is a fun rewatch. Yeah, this one is going to be wildly fun as a rewatch. And I think a lot of it has to do, honestly, with like, I think Idris Elba and um, everybody, but especially
0: Idris Elba just really kills yeah. it. Nice. All right. Well, hopefully I can see it this week and get my thoughts on it. I won't go too deep into detail on mine because you you did a pretty extensive uh, discussion on it. but yeah dude i'm stoked to watch it for sure so go see it yeah i don't know what we're playing uh next week we'll figure that out maybe we'll play a sonic game maybe we'll play odd world who knows we'll who we'll have to we'll figure, i don't know maybe we could play the ps5 odd world game you know mm. see it echoes i don't know if it's one or two player i haven't checked yet but probably just one uh well all of that said man this has been episode 179 of the Game of Players podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.